0: Welcome to the Wellness Journey podcast from the St. Giovanni Center. I'm Dr. Mariette Danilo, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to journey with you through these challenging times and to hopefully provide you with information that will help sustain you. Our podcasts are aimed at keeping you healthy in mind, body, and spirit. This is podcast six. The title of today's talk is Why We May Be Lonelier Than We Think and What We Can Do About It. All By Myself. Remember that song from the 70s by a guy named Eric Carman? Turns out there are hundreds if not thousands of songs about loneliness. It also turns out that the longing for connection and not meeting it Is a universal experience. Let's talk about why that is because this is especially important when we consider the stress and isolation we've been experiencing. What exactly is loneliness? Wikipedia defines it as an unpleasant emotional response to perceived isolation. Good job Wikipedia. Our perception of isolation becomes important. Again, our lens. If you think you're lonely, you're lonely. It goes on to say, loneliness is also described as social pain, a psychological mechanism which motivates individuals to seek connections. It is often associated with an unwanted lack of connection and intimacy. So it's pretty much the distance between one's desire for social connection and actual experiences of it. So then, what is solitude? And isn't that better? Well, solitude is simply being apart from others, and that is mostly subjective. It can overlap with loneliness. Many of us enjoy solitude, alone time, but there's a tipping point when we want to seek out connection, and that can be different for each of us. We all feel lonely sometimes, and this can be easily remedied. But if it becomes a chronic experience, well, we need to do something about it. We need to understand how we are thinking about ourselves and others. Remember we talked about cognitive distortions? One of them comes to mind now as an example. It's called mind reading. Let's say you're walking down a hallway and pass a colleague and greet him or her with a big hello. And let's say the response is less than warm. Not what you expected. You immediately believe, he doesn't like me. She's angry with me. I must have offended her. He must know something about my test results, my promotion. He must know something about my placement. Or you fill in the blank. A few days later, you find out that your colleague had just received bad news prior to your running into him in the hallway. You feel a little better. But what if you have a habit of interpreting the behavior of others this way almost all the time? You may begin to believe you're not likable in other situations and not take the risks necessary to making strong connections with others. There's actually evidence that suggests that chronically lonely individuals have what's called a negativity bias in evaluating social interactions. That is, they pick up on signs of potential rejection uh, much more quickly than others do, maybe better to avoid the pain. Therapists can tell you that sometimes individuals can become addicted to isolation, hiding away for protection. We need to keep in mind that everyone, and I mean everyone, experiences social rejection. For whatever reasons, many that have nothing to do with you, some people will just not warm up to you. Others will be indifferent, but there will always be people who will wholeheartedly like you. And sadly, we will never find out if we don't take that chance. So we can begin to understand why chronic loneliness is so dangerous. While transient loneliness can spur us on to improve relationships with others, chronic loneliness can have the opposite effect. Consider the following. Chronic loneliness can be a serious life-threatening condition. It has been strongly associated with an increased risk of cardiovascular disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and obesity. In addition, it's been shown to increase levels of cortisol and weaken the effects of dopamine, the hormone that makes people enjoy things. Prolonged elevated cortisol levels can cause anxiety, depression, digestive problems, heart disease, sleep problems, and weight gain. Researchers have also found a significant association between loneliness and increased mortality. People with good social relationships were found to have a 50% greater chance of survival compared to lonely people. In other words, chronic loneliness seems to be a risk factor for death, comparable to smoking, and greater than obesity or lack of exercise. A recent report from the National Academy of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine, indicated that high levels of loneliness, infrequent social contact, and low-level group participation was associated with about a 50% increase risk of dementia. And in a 2018 Florida State University College of Medicine study, Loneliness was shown to increase the risk of dementia by 40%. Strong social relationships have been linked to such benefits as greater pain tolerance, stronger immune systems, lower risk of depression, and lower risk of early death. Research suggests that pain centers in our brains become activated when we are at risk of being isolated. So, on to something vital to our health and resilience, that is social connection. Let me read to you some quotes from researcher Brene Brown. If you're not familiar with her work, I highly recommend listening to one of her TED Talks. I would start with the one entitled, the power of vulnerability. In order to seek out and maintain healthy relationships, you'll need the advice she gives. More about this in a moment. Brene Brown says about connection, quote, Connection is why we're here. We are hardwired to connect with others. It's what gives purpose and meaning to our lives and without it, there is suffering. And another quote from Brown. I define connection as the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship End quote. Do you remember Superman? Do you remember how he was weakened by kryptonite? Well, sometimes I think of him slowly being sapped of his strength and unable to achieve his mission. I think that when there are people in our lives who demean, disrespect, undermine, and in big or small overt or covert ways hurt us, well, they are like our kryptonite. Who are these people and how do we spot them? Well, that's the subject for another podcast. But feeling disconnected can be a normal part of life in relationships. But if we believe we're disconnected because we're not worthy of connection, it creates a pain that we want to numb. Feeling lonely sometimes is part of life, but if it's chronic, it's not healthy. Are you still with me? Here comes the good news and the takeaways, what researchers call protective factors. Studies have found an association with religion and loneliness, especially among the elderly. Religious figures have also played a role in raising awareness of the problem of loneliness. For example, his holy father, Pope Francis, said in 2013 that loneliness of the elderly was among the most serious evils of the age. So, relationships, is that all there is to it? No, there's more. Having a number of relationships is good, but researchers stress that what is really necessary is quality, not quantity. You may have a thousand Facebook friends and feel alone. You can feel alone in a marriage, in a parish. You can feel alone in a religious community or at a party. But we all need intimacy, that is, someone with whom we can trust to disclose our innermost thoughts, feelings, concerns, and experiences, someone who gets us. Clergy and those in religious life are in a unique position. They need to observe boundaries with those they serve, and so search for those who are in the same boat, so to speak, those who would understand and possess shared experiences. Brene Brown makes a distinction between belonging and fitting in. A sense of belonging is when we can truly be our authentic selves within the group. We can disagree, agreeably, but we're not judged and we do not have to hide parts of ourselves. Fitting in is different. Fitting in is when we have to conceal parts of ourselves in order to be accepted by the group. We are not authentic. And much of the time, we do this to ourselves by not showing up. There's too much risk. The great mystic Rumi said, your task is not to seek intimacy but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. So what is a quality relationship? What do we need to look for? Brene Brown talks about what she calls Marble Jar Friends. They become known to us over time with the one by one actions that show us who they are, if they can be trusted, if they don't talk behind our backs, if they tell us the truth in love, truly wanting our well-being, if they treat us respectfully and well, show their true colors. This can only be learned through the experience of observing their actions in even the seemingly smallest situations. And remember, actions speak louder than words. Each time they have shown us love, loyalty, kindness, sacrifice, and altruism, we give them a mental marble. Every destructive, damaging, thoughtless act, every betrayal, well, That removes the marbles from our jar. Friendship is earned. Relationship researcher John Gottman talks about what he calls sliding door moments. The term is from a movie about a woman played by Gwyneth Paltrow who in one small moment makes a choice that changes the trajectory of her life. The film shows in parallel what happens to her with each choice. Gottman gives us his own example. One night he was getting ready for bed. He was eager to finish brushing his teeth because he had about 10 pages left to read in a very suspenseful murder mystery. He would soon find out who the murderer was. But as he passed his wife in the bathroom He could see that she was very sad. He really felt like he wanted to pretend he didn't see it. He really wanted to walk past her. But he knew that she needed him. So he went to her and he said, you look sad, talk to me. That was a sliding door moment. He could have neglected it, he could have turned away but he walked toward her. We've all had moments like this. We've all had moments of opportunity to turn away from a friend or help them. So much for choosing a friend. How can we find friends and establish better relationships? Well, for one thing, when we find someone we can trust, sometimes we have to make ourselves vulnerable take an emotional risk, experience rejection, and keep going. Think of the most talented, famous, brilliant, even holy person you know. He or she has experienced rejection. We all have. So before I close, let me encourage you to go to our website where you will find the UCLA Loneliness Scale. Take the test. You may have some work to do. You've been listening to the Wellness Journey podcast from the St. John Giambiani Center. I hope today's topic, why we may be lonelier than we think and what we can do about it, proves useful to you. You can find all our podcasts and get additional information and resources for clergy and religious by visiting our website at sjvcenter.org. Remember, we're companions on the journey to stay healthy in mind, body, and spirit. We are the St. John Vianney Center, and our mission is you.